today on CityCast Madison. We have a critical election coming up this April, and Madison Mayor is on the ballot. It might not be front of mind for you all the time, but a well-run city government has a huge impact on your day-to-day. We wanted to hear from the candidates on why they want the job. Our current mayor, Satya Rhodes-Conway, is running for re-election. Before she was elected mayor, she served on the Madison Common Council, aka City Council, and she was the managing director of the Mayor's Innovation Project. It's Monday, March 6th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Mayor, hello. Good morning, Bianca. Good morning. You're running for office again, so let's get right into it. All right. What's the biggest challenge currently facing Madison? See, everybody wants you to pick just one, um, (laughs) and that's just not possible. Every city has a a bunch of challenges and a bunch of priorities. And anyway, I resist the singularity. But (laughs) I can tell you uh, that I think the biggest short-term challenge is issues around public safety and perceptions of public safety. You know, different variations of crime. People are very concerned about shots fired, but people are also really concerned about traffic safety. And I think that's the the biggest short-term challenge for us. I think in the long term, um, the biggest challenge is our housing situation and what that does to economic development and our ability to attract workforce and to retain people. I I just think that's a huge challenge. In the medium term, uh, even though it's not an issue the city has control over, I would say that our schools are probably a challenge and supporting uh, our teachers and uh, supporting the district in, you know, in it, in transitioning from the current superintendent to whoever they bring in next, uh, I think is going to be something we have to pay attention to. You gave us a cake there, three, three, <laughs> the layers. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. So why should voters elect you mayor in April? You know, over the past four years, despite some pretty significant challenges, we've made a lot of progress. And we made progress on housing after talking about it for 30 years. uh, We broke ground on a rapid transit system and we made progress on climate change and reducing our emissions. And I think we have made some progress on better integrating racial equity into what city government does and starting to use an equity lens uh, on our budgeting and, you know, what projects we're supporting in the community. But the work is not done. So I'm asking for another four years so we can finish the job and continue to work on on those issues, but also on issues around public safety, on equitable economic development, and investing in our youth. Well, I have a sense from your first answer, You this might be a, another question that you push back on, but what accomplishment are you most proud of from your first term? Uh, wow. Yeah, so most not clear. I, I am definitely proud that that after 30 years, um, we are going to have rapid transit in Madison. I mean, we we were talking about it long before I was on the city council. We talked about it the the whole time I was on the city council, and and then and since, and we're finally going to get it done. But I'm also proud that you know we have approved over 4,000 housing units last year, um, and so those are going to start to to get under construction and come online. We've doubled the affordable housing fund and we're really taking the housing crisis seriously. 
but you know, in terms of like proud of, I can tell you the things I like, I just love, right. The, the projects that I just love. And so one of those is our project to make naturally occurring affordable housing, more energy efficient. And so this is like, you know, you're talking about like four or eight or 16 unit buildings and they're probably pretty old and that's why they're affordable and they're not very energy efficient. And um, we, through grant funding, we're going in and we're actually just doing the work for landlords, right? We're just making the buildings, we're doing the, the assessment and then the air sealing and the insulation and maybe some appliance replacement and and so you're, you're getting a better building. It's more energy efficient. It's more comfortable. It's more healthy for the folks that are living there. And you're also saving the money on their utility bills. And I just, I love that program. And I, I would love to scale it up over the next four years. The other one that I just love is our green power program. And that's where we are training young people with a priority on women and people of color to install solar and electric vehicle charging and to swap out for LEDs. And they have the ability then to, to get certifications in solar installation and in workplace safety and to go on potentially to become certified um, electrical apprentices. And uh, we have a couple of folks who, you know, now uh, went from working fast food to, you know, they have good family supporting jobs. They're getting their certifications and they're on track to have a career. And again, it's, it's that program, we've doubled that program uh, under my administration. I just love it. I love talking to the folks and, and seeing them, seeing their passion for the work, but also, you know, how it's really changed their lives. And you're getting a lot of priorities in into into just that project. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot there in terms of green efforts, as in terms of livable, you know, jobs and all of the rest. Speaking about housing, you mentioned affordable housing. And why do you think Madison zoning has drawn so much ire lately? Ooh, well, change is hard, you know, and people people are really, I think, worried about what the unintended consequences of change might be. I, you know, I think it's really important to, to keep in mind the bigger picture here. You know, people are moving to Madison. People want to live here. And, you know, that's a good thing, right? Like, we, that's, that's good for our city. And, you know, we don't, we don't want to discourage that. But the fact that people move here means that our housing market just gets more and more expensive. And so we have to be allowing more density in every neighborhood. Now, in some neighborhoods, that's a 15-story building, right? And in other neighborhoods, that's a backyard cottage and everything in between. And so I think you know, what, what we're trying to do on the city side is to just make it a little easier to produce more housing in every neighborhood. And what people are are worried about is, you know, what is that going to mean for them and for their home? And, you know, and, and I get it. Some of the concerns are legitimate and we need to work in other ways to address them. But I think at, at the sort of the end of the day to your question, I think, that it, you know, just change is hard and people are sort of fearful of what um, it might look like. Definitely. And I feel like something that's really apparent. It's something that you can see, right? You can see new buildings, change coming in. Do you worry at all that Madison is too reliant on real estate developers? 
well, if we had another way to produce housing, that'd be great. (laughs) I don't. I mean, that's sort of the natural cycle of a city, right? Is if you're growing, you need to build. And, you know, neighborhoods do go through transitions. I, I mean, when I moved into my neighborhood, it was a fair amount of older folks who uh, were, you know, retired or close to retirement. And in fact, there was still a couple of people, I live right over by Oscar Mayer. There's still a couple of people who had worked for Oscar Mayer and retired from there. And, and you know, and now it's a bunch of young families. And so, you you know, you see neighborhoods go through these transitions. You see cities go through these transitions. And for better or for worse, we live in a, a capitalist society. And so the, the way that you get more housing is through, you know, real estate development. Now, we've tried to diversify that a little bit by um, opening up the uses of our affordable housing fund to the land trust and to co-ops and to other you know, any innovative way that somebody wants to come and tell us they're going to be able to produce, you know, long-term or permanent affordable housing. So we're, we're inviting innovation there and inviting, uh, you know, other actors in the community to get involved. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, which is a good thing, I think. Yeah. And you mentioned bus rapid transit earlier, right? That's a part of this. You're building more housing and also people, if they, they have to get around <laughs> and yeah. yeah, maybe even faster, which is exciting and in more efficient ways. But bus rapid transit also has its critics. What do you say to those voters? So I would say give us a chance. Because what we see in other communities, when uh, particularly when BRT comes in, is that there's a lot of sort of questions and, you know, is this going to be better? Is it going to work? And then the system opens and they're usually quite successful and people are pretty enthusiastic about them. And so I think that will happen in Madison too. So I, I just would ask for folks to, to give us a chance. It's, you know, we, we're not doing this, or at least I'm not doing this because I love BRT or think it's, you know, somehow personally, uh, you know, that I'm excited about it. I'm doing this because I've studied cities all across the country and looked at the cost benefit. And I think that bus rapid transit is the best choice for Madison. And so I'd say, give it a chance to work. The other thing I would say is, you know, we did have to make some choices in the metro network redesign, you know, in, in any system and any service that you're providing, you have to, you know, there are trade-offs between the level of service and the amount of resources that you have. And that's true. It's true of transit. It's true of, you know, trash pickup. It's true of our libraries. It's true of our parks. I mean, you take, take your pick, whatever service you want, you know, there are trade-offs and, um, and so in the Metro network redesign, the trade-off, you know, given the constraints, given the amount of resources we have, the trade-off is between covering every inch of the city versus getting people where they need to go quickly. And you can't really have both, even with unlimited resources, but you could, if you had more resources, you could do better, right? And so we asked the community where they wanted to be in that spectrum. And they said, we want to be a little bit closer towards getting people where they want to go faster and more efficiently and, and a little bit less towards covering, you know, every block. That's the system that we designed. And, you know, when the community got a look at the first map, we got a lot of good feedback about, you know, we really need coverage here and there. And the city council voted additional resources to make that possible. 
you know, every year the council has a chance or, or the mayor has a chance to invest more money in Metro if we can find it in the budget. I hope that that will happen in the future. We'll see what resources we have available, but we can tweak the network every year. Um, and so that's, you know, what I, what I say to people is give it a chance to work. We're going to be out there educating people about their commutes and helping them figure out the new system. But, you know, if it's not working for you, tell us so that the next time around we can look at tweaking it. Your opponent's saying that a lot of your campaign funds are coming from outside of Madison. Can you respond to that? You know, I have a lot of people that love me all across the country. I mean, I have family on both coasts and, you know, a lot of friends spread out all across the country that are supporting me. And that's been true in every campaign I've run. People were shocked in my first um, Alder campaign that I was pulling money from, oh my God, New York and California. Well, (laughs) my mom lives in New York and my dad lives in California. So um, yeah, they were, you know, they, they wrote checks to me. (laughs) Um, You know, I think people try and make this out to be some sort of big thing. It's not really, I have a, have a strong network and I do what, every candidate is told to do, which is if you're going to run for office, you ask everybody you know to, to contribute to your campaign. You know, you said you're widely loved across the country. I also hear that you're friends with current U.S. Uh, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg. Is that true, Mayor, former Mayor Pete? <laughs> Secretary Mayor Pete, that's what I call him. Yeah, we've, we've known each other for a while. Uh, my previous job was running the Mayor's Innovation Project uh, out of UW-Madison and Mayor Pete, then Mayor Pete, participated in a number of our events. And I had the opportunity to visit South Bend a couple of times when he was mayor and um, look at some of the work that he was doing there. I wouldn't say we're like best buddies, but yes, I did get to know him pretty well and um, have been a fan. Uh, I think he's doing a great job at DOT. What part of city government would you say is most misunderstood? Most misunderstood. So I think, I, I don't know if it's a particular piece of city government, but I I think that people just don't really have any idea how much city government does. I say that because when I was on the council, um, you know, every every budget cycle, we try different ways to engage people in the budget, to get ideas about what services are appreciated, what maybe we could pull back on. And to my mind, we've never found found exactly the right way to do it. But one year we we tried a, a method where we had meetings um, across the city and we had basically every city department prepare sort of a poster about what they did and you know how much money they got and how they used the money, basically. And so you can't list all the things, but they, you know, listed the top three or top five things that that department did. And you know, sitting in that conversation and we had sort of roundtable conversations. And I just remember people saying, to be clear, people didn't have ideas what we should cut from the budget, but everybody was saying, I had no idea that the city did this many things. And so I think that, that there's, you know, people understand the stuff that they see sort of right in front of them. And so libraries, right? And parks and streets and snow plowing. That's one that people, I, everybody knows the city does most snow plowing, right? And potholes. And But I think people forget about the, perhaps the stuff that's underground, right? The water, the sewer, the stormwater, the work that the Department of Civil Rights does, I think people don't necessarily know about. I think, you know, there's a whole sort of back of house 
you know, with our IT and our finance department and our HR department, you know, and there's, there's just a lot going on that people don't necessarily come across in their day-to-day lives. What's something that jumps out to you in terms of, um, the civil rights department? Cause I just heard about that myself and I can attest there. I'm learning so much every single day about stuff that the city of Madison does that I didn't know before. Yeah. So our, our department of civil rights is, is, does great work. They, they have three divisions. They have equal opportunities, affirmative action and equity and social justice. So some things you might not know that they do. There's a, we have a position of a disability rights coordinator who pays attention to accessibility and making sure that folks that are differently abled um, have equal access to certainly to, to public accommodations, but also, you know, to businesses and, um, to, you know, that they're getting their needs addressed. Another thing that, that we are just starting now, which I'm really excited about, is we have three community connector positions. Two of them have been hired. The third we're hiring for right now. And their job will be to go out into different language communities. And in, so it's the top three non-English languages, Spanish, Hmong, and Mandarin. And they will reach out to those communities and they will make sure that those communities know in their own languages what's going on at the city and in the community. And they will um, take feedback from those communities back into city government and sort of facilitate that communication in a way that um, we've really never been able to do. So I'm really excited about those positions. And, you know, that's just an example of the work that um, the Civil Rights Department does to really support our community and and make city government more accessible. Well, before we go, I want to ask a fun, a fun one. And to be fair, I think that last one is very fun. I think civil <laughs> rights is very fun. <laughs> um, but what's your favorite thing to do in Madison, like for fun? Oh man, you with the favorites, I'm Bianca. So sorry. <laughs> What's one of your favorite things? Right, you, can, you cannot choose. All right. So things that I love in Madison. I love the Ulbrich Conservatory. I love blueberry pancakes at Ogden's. I love hiking, you know, just going getting out into one of our parks and taking a hike. I I, you know, Warner Park is fun. Some of the, we have some great county parks as well. My partner, Amy, and I go birding. So we, we like to get out into anywhere that there's there's a little bit of woods for us to go search for birds. The um, Cherokee Marsh natural area is, is really good for that. I love a good walk down State Street. Nice spring day, fall day, just window shopping and checking it out. I think you covered it. Okay. <laughs> I could go on and on and on. Yeah. I feel like, you know, what's what's that show on PBS at the end when they have the mayor talk about all the reasons you should come to their city? That's what I'm doing here. <laughs> yes. No, I love it. I, and I get it. And honestly, um, maybe I will see you over at that marsh. I've, I've been meaning to check it out, Cherokee Marsh. So It's awesome. Yes. Mayor, thank you so much for joining CityCast Madison. Thank you, Bianca. That's Satya Rhodes-Conway, current mayor of Madison. You'll hear from her opponent, Gloria Reyes, former president of the Madison School Board, tomorrow on the show. The election is Tuesday, April 4th. And here's what else Madison's talking about. As we heard, faster buses. Construction on the bus rapid transit is set to start on the west side this week. The goal is faster travel times across the city, and that's launching next year. 
And in the food scene, employees of the popular bakery Madison Sourdough on Willie Street are calling to unionize. Our friend Lindsay Christians with the Cap Times broke the story. The workers petitioned the National Labor Relations Board to join the United Food and Commercial Workers. UFCW sent Madison Sourdough owner Andrew Hutchinson a letter to recognize the union. Hutchinson is instead calling for an election. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell the next city employee that helps you out about us and how they should like and subscribe. You can get the show wherever you get your podcasts. Just tell them we're on all the apps, all the apps. All righty. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Ciao.